call it dual justice. It's a new system, one we've never seen in this country before, where norms, rules, and yes, even laws apply or don't apply at all according to what group a person is a member of. Citizenship itself in this new system is meaningless. A person's value is ascribed to them based entirely on what group they belong to and the value of that group to the Democrat Party. There have been so many iterations of this over the years. But with illegal immigration, it is becoming more extreme. Laws everybody thought were immutable, impossible to bend, are being tossed aside. Citizenship itself becomes meaningless. In fact, less than meaningless. Because all it comes with is the burden of paying the bill. With the voter drive down at the border, the Democrats are making an all-out bid. It's really honestly an electoral coup if you will, to remake the electorate. And they need to remake the electorate, reconfigure it, because the program they have is so radical, the current electorate could never sustain it. It looks to the viewer on TV like a series of separate stories, but it's not. It's a whole system in which regular U.S. citizens of all races and belief systems will become subservient to those of foreign nations. Borders will become non-existent. They already are. And citizenship, completely meaningless. But it's even worse than that. American citizens will be viewed and are viewed in this system as a subservient class to those newly arrived illegally from elsewhere. Take a listen to what's going on in New York, for example. Democrats just raised taxes in that state by $4 billion. That, in part, will pay to enact a $2 billion fund, which will pay illegal immigrants up to, you better sit down before you hear this, $15,000 a pop because COVID and because the Democrat Party sees them as their future. That's right. Legal American citizens and businesses paying additional taxes of $4 billion in order to enact a $2 billion fund to transfer $15,000 a pop to illegal immigrants. It's shocking. But it's not just a local New York story. This is a story of the future the Democrat Party is creating. One in which laws simply don't matter. One in which laws apply in the extreme to Americans and groups that are not of value to the Democrat Party and laws don't apply at all to those that are viewed as politically valuable to the Democrat Party. Here's Fox News. Reporting on the shocking story out of New York. The New York legislature reaching a budget agreement that includes direct payments of up to $15,600 to every undocumented immigrant who lost a job in New York State during the pandemic. Dana, New York State just passed its new budget, under which it will become the state with the highest taxes in the country. And as you mentioned, a part of this legislation calls for a single payout to undocumented workers of $15,600. Now, the controversial payout passed by the democratically controlled legislature has many Republicans saying that the financial aid here goes too far. Since the start of the pandemic, eligible Americans could receive up to a total of $3,200 in federal government stimulus money. That compares to the New York State one-time 
overtime payment of $15,600 for undocumented workers. In order to receive the payout, undocumented workers must be able to prove they were New York State residents, lost income because of COVID, and they were not eligible for unemployment, which could have totaled thousands of dollars. And under the uh, legislation, uh, undocumented workers who cannot provide the paperwork that would make them eligible for the $15,600, they could still be eligible for some $3,200 in state aid. Now, in addition to Republican lawmakers, a handful of Democrats also voted against this new budget. It is now awaiting the signature of Governor Andrew Cuomo. That's a particularly brutal blow to New York businesses, as the Federalist Chris Bedford explains. Take a listen to the plight of the businesses that have to pay this extra $4 billion in taxes, $2 billion of which, again, will go to illegals. You've got over 31% of small businesses that are shutting down, and they're probably never coming back again due to the shutdown, which ties New York for the top states, as you guys were talking about earlier in the program, with Pennsylvania, with Massachusetts shortly behind. They're about to raise the taxes on businesses at the same time that a third of small businesses, which is the linchpin of a community, are going out of business, and then they're giving away $2 billion to people who are illegally there, who can Compete with those in New York who are at the lowest income bracket already. They're giving them that money and just handing it out. And you see the Democratic Party, when some of them are pushing back against this, the New York councilmen are saying, you know what, you guys are racists. But it doesn't end there. In order to move these illegals around the country, as the Biden administration is doing, to help them get to their destinations, rules, norms, and laws for even the country's security that apply to regular Americans are being brushed aside as if they aren't real and don't even exist. Next. Americans know the deal if they're going to fly. Better get there a couple hours early. And if you don't have the proper ID and the list is narrow, too bad. They don't care. We're used to this drill after 9-11. Resigned to it. But incredibly, it appears it doesn't apply to illegal immigrants. Again, this is not just an outrage on an individual issue basis. This is part of a system. This system is beginning to pervade every part of our lives. It's the same situation we saw with the elections. In all of the swing states, almost simultaneously, really, in 2020, we saw elections officials simply disregard laws on the books. In other words break them in order to do whatever they wanted. Take Wisconsin, for instance. They mailed out hundreds of absentee ballots. We're still not sure exactly to whom that were not requested as is required by law. In other states, liberal judges simply wrote law and had them applied to the elections. In the process of breaking the laws in this way, they simply committed voter fraud legally, but illegally. And so it seems by decree of the left, any law can be simply brushed aside, moved aside, or made to apply to as few or as many people as they would like. And this is always done according to political party. Folks, it's all the same system. It has all the same results. Complete disenfranchisement of the votes and the rights of American people in favor of whatever they want to do or whoever they want to bring in. You can see that with what's going on at the airports. Fox News reported this, too. Apparently, if you're an illegal, all those rules we thought were immutable and unchangeable about flying, they don't apply. 
Migrants are now being put on flights to cities across the country. Those who do not speak English have been seen carrying signs that read, please help me. I do not speak English. What plane do I need to take? Hillary Vaughn's live at Reagan National in Arlington, Virginia. And Hillary, what are you hearing about these flights there? Well, the Biden administration's policies of catch and release is going airborne. I just got off the phone with a DHS official who tells me that they are allowing migrants to catch flights to stay with family members after leaving their custody. And these migrants do have their blessing to book flights to fly to a completely different state. Migrants released out of custody by DHS were spotted last week in McAllen, Texas, boarding a United Airlines flight. Their final destination, Newark, New Jersey. Many of them held signs saying they don't speak English. Some of the migrants don't have a proper ID either. And the TSA tells me that they make an exception for these migrants and have worked out a deal with DHS to take alternate forms of identification. But immigration reform advocates we spoke to say that is a major national security loophole. We have no idea who these people are. You know, somebody in the Border Patrol is giving them a piece of paper that's on uh, DHS letterhead, and they get to flash that to, D to TSA and get on an airplane. It's ridiculous. Freedom-loving author Ayn Rand, who escaped the brutal Soviet Union, once explained that you would know you were losing your country when laws no longer applied to the elites, but were instead used to protect the elites from everyone else. She called that stage inversion. Here's what she said. Quote, we are fast approaching the stage of the ultimate inversion, the stage where the government is free to do anything it pleases, while the citizens may act only by permission, which is the stage of the darkest periods of human history, the stage of rule by brute force. She talked often about how in unfree societies like the one she had come from, laws didn't apply at all to the correct political classes, but applied in the extreme to everyone else. My point, what we're seeing is not new. It's a feature of totalitarian and authoritarian regimes. It looks like a breakdown of law and order, but it's not. It's just a shift in who those laws apply to based on politics and value to the central party. But it's about more than just the shift in who the law applies to. It's about a shift in norms, where the very morality of what a party is doing depends on which party it is. Remember the outrage over kids in cages? Incredibly, these clips are from just a year to a year and a half ago. I'm going to immediately, without exception, close down every one of those cages and camps where they have, because guess what? People were still showing up before. They don't have to be put in cages or separated from their mothers. Comprehensive immigration reform with a pathway towards citizenship. But for, on first day one, get those babies out of those cages. We're not going to lock any families. We're not going to separate families. We're not going to put any kids in cages. They have had a policy of having babies in cages and separating children from their parents in the name of border security, when in fact what it is is a human rights abuse being committed by the United States government. I don't believe we're a nation that puts kids in cages and thinks it's okay. Yet today, the kids in those cages are in higher numbers than they've ever been and at higher capacities. Amazingly, in total violation of fire codes, which don't seem to apply at all anymore, I guess because the morality of the party in charge 
is supposedly better? Anyway, those kids in cages are now being sexually abused. Had this desperate press conference by Texas Governor Greg Abbott happened a year before, the reaction to it would have been very different. To grab any kind of attention at all for the kids in cages, Abbott stood in front of one of the buildings where they were being kept and dropped this bomb. Children at this facility are being sexually assaulted. Second, there are not enough staff to safely supervise the children at this facility. Third, some children in this facility are not eating throughout the day. And fourth, children with COVID are not being physically separated from children without COVID. In short, this facility is a health and safety nightmare. The Biden administration is now presiding over the abuse of children. To end this abuse, the Biden administration must immediately shut down this facility. The children who are in this facility should be moved to other federally run facilities where the federal government has the space, personnel, and resources to ensure their safety. While we wait on the Biden administration to act, I'm directing the Texas Department of Public Safety and the Texas Rangers to immediately begin investigating these allegations. Anyone could have seen that one coming. Governor Abbott has been warning for weeks that his Texas state authorities that normally fight human and child trafficking have been blocked for the first time from these facilities. Normally they'll go in to interview the illegals to, talk, to, to get information about who trafficked them in order to figure out how they operate, where they operate, and stop them. They've been barred. Worse yet, Department of Health and Human Services announced just a couple weeks ago that they were suspending FBI background checks on those working at these facilities and even admitted, yeah, those with criminal records would get through and they'd get to work with kids. They would only be using local searches, which would mean that criminal records of some people would be missed. No one cared. Imagine the reaction to this following clip had it been April a year ago and Trump was in office. This is a Republican congresswoman, Kat Kimmick of Florida on Fox News, describing the horror she encountered at the border. You know, the fact that this administration refuses to call what is happening here a humanitarian crisis, a national security crisis, I just simply don't have the words. I visited the Donna facility yesterday and I saw young children, three, five, six and older, and they have been abandoned, essentially. It, it is unconscionable. I spoke with a girl who came here from Guatemala. It took her 17 days to get here. And when she was having trouble communicating, her voice was so hoarse. I asked the agent why, and it was because she had lost her voice screaming because she had been gang raped. This was a 14-year-old girl. It is horrible. It, it, is, it is unconscionable. And in America today, if you are a cartel member, it's a great day in America because you are making so much money off of the, the backs of these children. And if you're six years old and younger, you are being trafficked back and forth across this border. I have zero faith in this administration. The lack of action that they have taken, I cannot in good conscience call President Biden. 
commander in chief. He is the trafficker in chief at this point. But it's worse than that. Understand that these children are being brought here because Biden told them by resurrecting the Obama era policy that if you have a child with you, you will be let loose into the country to roam about. That's why they're bringing them. And that's why they dump them at the border when they don't need them anymore. They need to pass them off with adult groups to get them into the country. Sometimes they do it two and three times, and then they dump the kids they don't need. Some of them end up at the bottom of the Rio Grande, others dead in the desert, still others sexually abused in Biden's facilities. Congressman Tom McClinic laid out perfectly the new Biden policies that are causing these children to be brought here, gang-raped, and the rest. Here are those policies in action, as McClinic observed them on his last recent trip to the border. We're way beyond any discussion over whether this is a border crisis. The question now is whether we have a border at all. And the answer is we don't. Uh, We we watched hundreds and hundreds of illegal aliens uh, uh, simply illegally crossing the border, coming up to the border patrol. Uh, uh, Those who are claiming to be under 18 are automatically admitted. They're uh, taken to CBP facilities, then to HHS, and HHS then gives them a a ticket anywhere they want to go in the country. Uh, We're seeing uh, with uh, families with uh, uh, children under seven, basically the same thing. Uh, They take your basic biometric information and wave them on. Uh, And the numbers that we're seeing are absolutely staggering. Uh, uh, The the week of the election last year, there were only 100 family units that illegally crossed the border. By Inauguration Day, that number had increased to 1,100. Uh, last week it was 15,000. Mm. That'll give you some idea of the order of magnitude. That's not just what Congress member McClintock observed. It's the rules as illegals understand them. Why does the Biden administration have such a hunger for children? They could simply say, hey, we'll let you all in. You don't need a child. But it's the children they want. Why? Remember, this is not an immigration situation. This is a voter drive, a coup to remake the electorate. Americans in the last couple of weeks in polling for the first time in years have come out 56 percent against amnesty for everyone. But majorities of Americans, including Republicans, still support a Dream Act amnesty. And here's the thing about these kids. Only 13 percent of the ones in custody are under the age of 13. The rest are older. What does that mean? It means they'll be voting in the next presidential election or the one after that if they do amnesty. This is a 10 to 15 year plan to remake the electorate. It'll probably happen faster than that with an amnesty. Get them to the border. Who cares if they get raped? Then get them into the interior. Then get them to the voting booth. Again, it has a sick level of cynicalness to it. You could tell adults just as easily, if you have a child with you, we will not admit you. Leave them at home. But as they struggle to pass amnesty, even now for adults, they know their fastest route is to bring as many teens here as they can as quickly as possible to cement their power and their rule over a one-party system. I always remind you, there hasn't been a one-party system in the last 100-plus years in any country in the world that hasn't been an authoritarian regime. And that is exactly what the Democrats are building on the backs of these poor, downtrodden kids. It's sick, but in the new America, with its new morality, it no longer matters how they get there. 
Thank you for listening to today's Battlegrounds America. Please subscribe and share it with like-minded friends and family everywhere. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening.